Don't even. What? Let's not. He shouldn't even be in this category because I reckon he is huge. His dick is the size of Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's just got a little Leo or like a big Leo. 100%. Idris is just. Oh. He's all man. Welcome to the What Would You Do podcast with JJ and Nimi. Yes, hello and welcome back for another episode where we talk about real life shit. Uh, we share your stories that you have shared with what us. What voice just... are you putting on? It's like a intro. It was like an energetic. Yeah, I know. That wasn't even you. I don't know who I was sat across from then. This is the voice I put on when I like host other people's podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Like just like, hello and welcome. It was like game show host. Yeah, for, I, for felt a I felt that. I felt that. Yeah. Maybe I just up my energy and you like you tried to match it. Tried. I, I tried to do that every morning on the radio, to be honest. Yeah. Like JJ's energy levels were like 100 and I was like at two. Yeah. And I would try to come in at at least 40. No, but then you were, you could be consistent through the day and go for meetings and do extra bits and pieces. I was literally <laughs> like a corpse lying naked on my kitchen floor just trying to catch some cold. Yeah. So you, you blew your load I too early. I properly, prematurely ejaculated my day. <laughs> In the radio studio, in in, in Ajman. In Ajman, just (laughs) blasted everywhere. What a time. That feels like a lifetime ago, by the way. I'm so done with it, though. No, like, I can't even remember. Like, there's so many things. You know, you block out through trauma. Mm. (laughs) I feel like I've blocked out radio life. Yeah. And a lot of people, if you're listening to Nimi, just say, block out trauma. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It might be like, you literally worked for four hours a day. At times we worked for two and a half hours and yeah. pre-recorded the last hour and went home. Uh-huh. That's fine to say now. Yeah. Um, but it was at times very traumatic with yeah. with other personnel around. It was intense. Let's not get into that. Not. But um, today's episode, we got a right romper lined up for you. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say that? I've never heard you say that word. I and think, I hope I never hear you say it I again. don't think I've ever said romper What a before. romper of a day. Wow. What a romper of a show. Back to back. Packed. Okay, Nimi, reel it in. Let's yeah. go. Um, I found a great thread on horror stories with mother-in-laws. Now, look, I think that no matter what background you are, no matter what culture, no matter who you are, mother-in-laws are demons. Mm. Why is that? It's horrific. I'm very lucky because my mother-in-law is a normal individual. My mother-in-law is the sweetest human yeah. being I've ever known. You're, I go yeah. around there and I'm looked after as if she's like this perfect stereotypical grandma. Yeah. My, I, I have, I wear clothes. I put them in. She's like, what should I do with these? Put them in the washing basket. I'll sort that out. Aww. And then the next day, everything is ironed, folded perfectly. My socks are ironed. Wow. And folded like perfectly, just ready to be used another day. It's That's honestly, amazing. I've never experienced anything like it. My mum did wash in and she was amazing. But the, the detail... The devil's in the detail, mum. You married right. I really Because I also, like, that explains why Catherine's such a lovely person. Yeah. Um, Deep's mum is so sweet. She's also, like, such a motherly mother. I just have never lived in the UK and never really, like, got to engage much with my in-laws, but they're the best. So we, m- when me and JJ are giving and talking and giving our thoughts on mother-in-laws, it's kind of biased because we're very, very lucky. Stepmothers, on the other hand, oh. is another avenue we can go down another time you've had have messy. stories for days yeah but we'll move we work this is not about that okay let's save that for the next episode yeah. then but um horror stories when it comes to mother-in-law's a thread 
This is like mums that are just so protective of their kids, so protective of who mm. the idea in which they want their child to be with. And when it doesn't match to that standard they have in their own head, then they're just evil biatches. They're horrible. But it's also also like a controlling territorial thing for Mm. mother-in-laws, I feel, especially who are like, who have like mummy's boys. Mm. They just like think they own the boy. Mm. And so when another woman comes into the scene, it's like- They're scared that they're going to steal the guy away from, like the son away from him. Exactly. Okay. Evil mother-in-law stories incoming. During the vacation, I lost my birth control and couldn't find it. When we were packing... Birth control as in pills? Yes. Okay. I, I could say she lost the coil. No. no. Definitely have to look no. for that. <laughs> the pill. No. During the vacation, I lost my birth control and couldn't find it. When we were packing, I opened her drawer and I found it in her room. I found crushed prenatal vitamins and I found herbal fertility smoothies in her suitcase. She was trying to get me pregnant. The mother-in-law... <laughs> the mother-in-law... Let's just rewind. The mother-in-law took her birth control pills so she couldn't find them and so she could potentially get pregnant. Mm. She also found prenatal vitamins crushed, considering and maybe yeah, thinking she's putting them in her drinks. Dinner and, dinner and stuff, yeah. And then also found herbal f- fertility smoothies that she was probably also putting in the drinks or the food. Mums when their kid is old enough, like mum and dads just want a grandkid so badly Mm. to the point they're going to steal birth control pills, other stuff, shove it up her nose, pretend it's whatever else, that you're having a good time with your family, but actually you're having fertility powder. Yeah. I mean, exactly. It's just messy. Like, I just think this is just a bit too far. Yeah. Okay. Another lady said, my mother-in-law showed me pictures of my husband's ex-girlfriend the first time we met. And compared me to the ex in every way imaginable throughout the dinner. Oh, Shanice wouldn't have done that. No. Oh, Shanice would eat that meal. Yeah. I'd hate that. Oh, Shanice so would have cleaned much. the dishes. Yeah, I'd <gasps> hate that so much. But if you my know mother-in-law what? was bringing up like Catherine's ex and stuff yeah. like that, I would literally lose my rag. But it's up to your partner to protect you in that moment, surely. Mm. Like, it's up to your husband, your wife, whoever, whichever dynamic it is, for them to say, Mum. Stop? Like, shut up? Yeah. Have you ever had a scenario with your mother or father-in-law which was just a bit like, oh, have you literally never had anything? No, I'm super, super lucky. But like, um, I know my mum and my partner are super, super close, right? Mm. My mum is so involved in our lives. She loves him so much. Mm. But like, even she's she's been staying at ours for the last few weeks and she'll like, She'll like, oh, uh, perhaps you should do this. Perhaps you should do that. And I'm like, I literally like say to my mum, mum, let him do what he wants to do. Like giving career advice and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, like career advice, like financial advice. Like, Why don't you own your own dental studio? I'll invest. <laughs> you don't take all the equity. I just want to see you succeed. That is actually her. It's, yeah. so, it's scary how well you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, luckily I've never had a, a scenario in my life, but I know friends who have gone through like hell when it comes to their mother in law. Spill the tea. So, like, when it comes to like building a new house, so my friend, literally one of my bestest friends, they invested in a brand new home. They were redoing the whole home back in London. And the mother in law was talking to the contractors and deciding on the interior walls, the the floors, the. Like behind their back. Behind her back. They and, probably made a decision and then she'd call it the construction and go, actually, it probably should be like this. So let's go with this. Yeah, she was fully getting involved and trying to design their new home the way she wanted it. 
behind their back and it just it turned into a massive argument I think you'd, be, you'd do that what I think you would do that what like if you had kids and they they were like doing something I feel like you'd be like no but I actually know best so you do whatever you want to do and make your little decisions or whatever but I'm going to have calls behind your back and actually make your home look nice well listen if I've invested in it and it's my money I get a say mm. If it's not, then I'm going to back off. But I'm never coming round again if you don't take my opinions to how the wall should be. Yeah, I'm disowning you and you're out of the will. <laughs> but yeah, mother-in-law, I mean, we can't really contribute to stories because we, we're good. We're good. Next time, get out on Instagram what? as well. Get more on Instagram. Our Instagram oh, yeah. followers and our listeners are amazing. They would yeah. have given you loads. I have loads here. I, I mean, I've got more, but like, I feel like... When it comes to mother-in-laws, like especially in Indian culture, by the way, mm. people don't like to talk on it. Like, Oh, really? You're like now reluctant. Now you've kind of got, gotten into it a bit more. You're just a bit like, mm, I'm pulling back. No, well, personally, I don't have any stories to share. Yeah. But people generally, if, if I said something about my mother-in-law in a hypothetical world, that's disrespectful. Yeah. Whereas some people are just going savage in on this thread, which I wouldn't, but... I would just say keep a distance with your mother-in-law. Yeah, regardless. Regardless. If they're nice or not. If they're nice or not, just keep the distance. Oh, I love my mother-in-law so much though. Oh, no. I see her and I know the way her kids are around her. Like they don't swear. They're very polite. And I just like book the whole trend. I'm effing. I'm jeffing. I'm being cheeky. I'm saying like naughty stuff to like yeah. me. I just want to get a reaction out of her. And she, I know she loves it. She knows I'm cheeky. Does she like little, just like giggle and yeah, like chuckle? Yeah, she laughs her head I off. I can see I'm that. I'm always having a like laughing her head off. Like she's very like, she has a really good sense of humour mm. to the point where I could just like fart and she would just like die rolling around <laughs> the floor laughing. Have you ever considered that maybe she's just bored of her kids and you actually bring something fresh to the table? The kids listen. So I'm not going <laughs> to say that. But it's a theory, Nimi. Uh, I, I just wanted true. to share this last one about the mother-in-laws and then we can move on. Uh, this story was literally ridiculous. My mother-in-law recently stole my husband's identity and opened several accounts in his name. We're trying to figure out how many and where. I can't stand her. And <laughs> she's on the police's wanted list at the moment. Your mother, your own mother. Holy shit. Has stolen your identity. Identity theft. And has... That movie is great, by the way. I haven't watched it, but I know it's it exists. It's very funny. Is that actually though? It is I so good. I love Jason Bateman. Even last night, I went on Netflix and I just like typed in Jason Bateman. He's very funny. what's in there. But Melissa McCarthy is hilarious as yeah. well. And them two together is just beautiful. But back to this story. Yeah. She stole her own daughter's identity. Her own son's identity. Used his name to open many bank accounts across the country and has stolen money from the bank, essentially got out loans. So catch me if you can. It is. Wow. And, but imagine like your 67-year-old mum on the run. <laughs> it's just not ideal, is it? <laughs> you know my mum would be on the run. <laughs> yeah. Because she would go on her running app and just do the route that she's done <laughs> and post it every day on Facebook. Yeah. So you know exactly where she was at all times. Your mum gives me running away vibes. My mum gives me every single day she needs to tell us what she's doing on Facebook yeah. every Every single minute from the routes that she runs. Did 5k today. PB. Checked in to the hospital. Everyone commenting like, I hope everything's all right. I hope you're fine. Oh. Like, no, no, I actually work there. I'm just checking, checking in. in. I'm just checking in to work. I love it. That's the I kind of needy, it. needy individual that she is. But welcome yeah. to the show. Welcome to What Would You Do podcast where we essentially bring on your stories. We find stuff online that we, mm. we think you'd enjoy, but also you're a massive part of this. 
Um, we post things on our Instagram. What would you do? Podcast. Podcast. Drop us a follow. You can write to us with anything that's happened in your life that you want us to kind of tell you what we would do in that situation. But we're also going to start a bit more like we've put in questions in there and then you fill out your own scenarios to do with that so we can mm-hmm. theme it a bit more. That's the thought behind it. I went rogue a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. to, to do that, but I think it's... Uh, uh, and defi- it worked. It definitely yeah. worked. Goodness me, we've got so many replies. So we're going to keep doing that to get your scenarios and stories. And mm-hmm. remember, even if it's deeply personal, like for example, if we went like crazy mother-in-law stories, we are never going to share your name. No. So you can go in. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um... I had a scenario with my nanny the other day. I want to share with you. It's a very short story, so it won't take too much of your time, Nui, and yeah. your listeners' time as well. I got home after work. Catherine was not home yet. Mm-hmm. I was playing with Phoenix, and I had this new routine where I kind of like run to the right, run to the left, run to the right, and he's just like cackling, dying laughing. <laughs> I'm like the funniest person on the planet to him in yeah. that moment. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I got a bit hot. And like, I'm like a toddler. If I get hot, I have to just fucking pull clothes off and just walk around to try and cool down. Yeah. Had the aircon on, it wasn't working. I was in my t-shirt. I was in my pants. And Catherine gets mortified if she sees me walking around the house in like wrapped in my towel or because our nanny now lives with us. Oh, I didn't know she lives with you. Yeah, she moved in with us. So she's there 24-7 essentially, which is amazing. I love it. Um, so I was walking around in my t-shirt and my pants and then Catherine walked in and she like pulled me over and went, JJ, you're in your pants. And I was like, yeah, so what? And then I walked over to our nanny and I went, sorry, I'm in my pants. And she went, don't worry, it's small anyway. you in your own home she the roof I've put over her head yeah <laughs> the roof I put over her head the disrespect but the truth coming out of her mouth but my ego quickly went into protection mode and went oh no she means like it's a minor thing <laughs> you tried to make yourself feel better about it which I kind of think she did mean it's small anyway it's like it's a small thing it's a small sure? thing don't sure? worry about it small thing not my penis is small are you sure? Well, I don't know whether I need to do a review, sit her down and f-ing get it out, Nimi, and prove the point. I think you need to ask her. So, you know... No, what did you mean by that? Did you mean my dick was small? <laughs> or did you mean it's just a minor and you don't really mind that I, I do sometimes walk around in my pants? I would because go I with don't A. Know. I think A. Because also, like, I've always said to you, I can look at someone and know whether they got a small peen or not. Okay. Let's go through some images. <laughs> I mean, me and my husband were actually talking about this last night, by the way. Like, I can actually look at someone and just and just know. Okay, I'm going to type in top 10 male actors. Okay. Images. Okay. Is it more of a vibe thing or a look thing? It's just a look. I can tell by their face, like... Okay. But how are we going to confirm? What do you think me, then? I think you got a small pain. <laughs> And that woman, your nanny saying it has confirmed it. Okay. I don't think you should have asked me that question. Why? Because I had to tell you the truth. Nothing. And you have told me several times. Nothing true that comes out of your mouth anyway. You have told me several times. I have a small peen. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> or he alludes to it. Or he, or he's joking around, obviously. Yeah, I'm but... joking around because it's f***ing gargantuan. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a conversation you'd have when you were 11 years old. I know, I know. And we're 30... <laughs> no, I've got a big dick. No, I've got a big dick. Show me. Get it out. <laughs> okay, go on. Okay, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I think small. I think it's a small piece. No, you should know. This is what you're saying. You know. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Huge. 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 I think... He's so generous with it as well. You know he is. I think so. And I've seen... Like he waits till Blake finishes before he even starts to have fun. He makes love to her. Bradley Cooper. Oof. I'd say just below average. Justin Bieber. Average. Oh, I think he's got a big one. Do you think? Yeah, I think he does. Just Why? that guy that has it all, can play the drums, guitar, so piano, good looking. No, I think he has it all. Great singer, can literally have any woman he wants. And when he does get any woman he wants, he's got a massive slong as well. Really? That wow. he does my head in. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal. Above average. Above big. average. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. I think it's small. It's small. Yeah. Mm. I agree with that. Mm. Idris Elba. Don't even. What? Let's not. He shouldn't even be in this category because I reckon he is huge. His dick is the size of Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's just got a little Leo or like a big Leo. 100%. Idris is just. Oh. He's all man. Unit. He's all man. Right. That was our weekly feature of Is His Dick Big? <laughs> Um, that wasn't planned. <laughs> that really was not planned. Let's stick to the plan, please. Yeah, we never do. No. Um, so you watched a movie this I week? I did watch a movie. Um, it's a movie I highly recommend you watch. It's been on Netflix for quite a while. Um, it might have put people off because it's Spanish. Right. But it does have English subtitles. You can do, like Squid Games, you can have English dub if you want but mm -hmm. I would recommend watching this film mm -hmm. Spanish language English subtitles mm -hmm. just so you can really get the emotion of, of the show okay. the show is called The Platform dun, dun, dun. Platform is a just if it was an English film it would win every single Oscar out there it probably already has won loads of awards mm. um, but what is amazing about it the, the premise of it is that at the start of every day there's Platform 1 two, three, all the way down, slowly, 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 all the way down to 250, I believe it is. Mm. There are 500 people within this prison, two people per floor. Wow. And basically at the top floor, at, ground, at floor zero, there are chefs, Michelin star chefs, all cooking this incredible banquet, a huge table of food. Mm -hmm. And then basically, depending on what floor you are, the, the food goes down a level. Mm -hmm. And then after a couple of minutes, it goes down another level. <laughs> Everyone gets to eat and goes down, 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 down. By the time it gets to like level 50, all the food is gone. Oh so God. the next 200 levels, like people are fighting, stabbing each other, like going mental because they're not getting food, even though they prepare enough food to fill everyone perfectly every single day. Wow. Okay, the greed so... at the top filters down. By the yeah. time they get to level 15, there's, there's <clears throat> absolutely no food left. Basically, you are in a floor for a month with someone and then you get gassed. A month later, no, a, the next day you wake up and you're on a different floor. So like one day you could be on floor four and getting loads of food. The next day you could be on floor 177 and oh you're there for God. a month. So like 
on level four, four, you're all having a feed, you're getting on with your person, it's all a good time. Are you always with the same person? Always with the same person until one of them dies and then they replace and get someone else in. Okay. Um, if you are on level 177, you're starving to death for a month. Mm-hmm. You're not getting any food whatsoever. So people start looking at the other human as <gasps> food. food, food essentially. Yeah. Wow. Each person, before they enter, get to bring something in. What would you bring in? Oh, like as in a personal item? Anything. Bring in one personal item, what would you bring? Some people brought rope, whatever. Rope? Yeah, someone brought rope so they could try and climb up. Didn't work, but... Oh, interesting. Um, What would I take? I would take hydration tablets. Fair. Yeah. rocker of the such. Yeah. I would take a f***ing machete. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So the main character is just this really nice dude, really cares about people. Um, he took in a book just to pass the time, like mm. just a nice, nice guy. He's partnered with some really old guy. He'd been in there for a, about six months. He had one month left to serve of his notice and or two months left to serve his notice. He's going to be out. They started at level, I believe, 36 or something. So they were getting a little bit of food, but not loads, but enough to, to feed themselves that mm. one time mm. every once a day. Um, they're getting on, they're having a good time. Um, they, the, the guy asked the old guy, like, what levels have you been to? And he's like, I've been to 177. Um, my other guy didn't make it. <gasps> so basically the old man... <gasps> had killed had him. Had killed the, the guy and, and ate him, essentially. <gasps> and he's like, you're probably not going to make it either. You're too nice and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, they started off at 36 and then the next time they were at like 143. Mm. So then he was sleeping with one eye open. Actually, no. He went down to a level 143 because they gassed them and they wake them up. He woke up. He was tied to the tied to the bed. The old man had woken up first, tied him <gasps> and went, I'm really sorry, but this is how it's got to be, basically. I'm going to do a good thing. I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to peel enough bits of flesh off you that we can both eat. You can eat a bit of you, I'll eat a bit of you, and we'll get through this to the next month and then see where we are. This is just how it has to be. (gasps) Guys, this is horrific. It's an amazing, it's incredible. Um, Once every month, going down, a lady jumps on, doesn't matter what floor she's on, she jumps onto the um, table on the the, The platform. Yeah. On the platform and then slowly goes down per level. Just goes down and down and down. She says she's looking for her son. And it's just like, there's surely no kids here. But she's like, I'm looking for my son. She's a bit mental. She's Mm. really pretty. Yeah. I literally went, she went in and I went, now she's well fit. But she's she's a psychopath. Yeah. And I just said it out loud and I was sat next to Catherine. I'm really sorry, I just come out of my mouth. She's stunning. (laughs) Oh, wow. Flawless. But but like, so she's not part of the floors. Yes, yes. So every day she once a month wakes up and she might be on level three, but she will literally sacrifice food to sit on that table and slowly go down. Oh, to so try you're allowed to? You can do. You can go down. Of course you can. You can't go up. Oh. Because you, you can only go down. So you're going down and the further down you get, the more desperate people are. So people are like grabbing her off the table, trying to kill her and stuff like that. So she has a knife and is just stabbing blokes <gasps> left, right and centre to get down to find her kid. Okay. Um, how long do you think you would last on a low level with no food before things take a turn for you? Well, like I went off sugar last week and I went on to... (laughs) (laughs) What? What's so funny? That was not the question. No, I know. You have no food, Nimi. You're not on a sugar deficit. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I'm telling. I'm just telling you. After my holiday, which I had indulged a lot, I yeah. got back to Dubai. I said no sugar for me and liquids only to just cleanse my body. How many days? And guys, I got I got a massive migraine yeah. within the first hour. Okay, <laughs> I was struggling. You would be killing the man in the platform within an hour. Like, is this what you're saying? As soon as the dong or the bell goes off, whatever it is, you're shanking him I'm, and you're eating. I'm in. You're having a feast. I'm in, and I'm vegetarian, yeah. but I'm gonna eat meat. You're gonna eat, so yeah. you would probably kill the person straight away as soon as they wake up. Stab. Pulling out flesh, eat, 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 Because there's eat. just no harm And in then it. you probably eat so much that there's no flesh left on the bone and then you've still got three weeks, six days left. And I'd use the bones as my weapons. Wow. I've got it all figured out. How long do you think you'd go? About three days. Yeah. I'd probably give three days. There is water there, so I'd probably just drink as much water oh, so as I could. Oh, so there is water. There's water, drink as much. That's ah, why the hydration tablets, I rolled with it. Yeah. You could roll with that if you want. Um, but I would probably go three days before I start looking at you as a bit of poulet. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, wow, chicken. interesting. Uh. Wait, I actually really want to watch this movie. what would you cut out first? What would you go for? Like, where, 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 where are you going? Oh my God, I've got so much. I'm a so juicy much. piece of meat. What do you want? What do you want? I've got so much. I've also got, like, I would say maybe my bingo wings no you're gonna eat your own <laughs> oh okay no I'm telling you if you were stuck with me go for my bingo wings first why there's flesh there it's not really yeah I think I'd go I'm not answering that question go on no say I'm it. not gonna answer that question say it I'd go for your f***ing eyebrows <laughs> so many of them I could feast them it's like a haystack if you want a bit of a crunch I then, would yeah. if I was to give you a body part <clears throat> I'd go for my gargantuan, Nemi. We discussed it earlier. That no, is horrific. Go for my bum. Go okay, for my your bum. bum. Go for my bum. Where did the old guy go for first on that guy? He just went for a piece of his leg and just cut into it, pulled it up and then wow. was like, here, eat it. <gasps> so he was going yeah. about it in a nice way. Oh, but then, so basically the lady came Don't down. Don't give me any spoilers though, because I want to watch this now. <sighs> yeah. Fucking wild film. You have to let me watch it. Yeah. Don't get, don't say anything. But, Been out for ages. It's like me spoiling the Titanic. But I think you have to be in the right mindset for movies like this to watch it. Right. Like, you know, you're always in a mood for like a comedy or a rom-com or like an easy watch. But like, you know, Interstellar, these kind of movies. You Catherine be, still can't get I don't Interstellar. Get Interstellar. Yeah, she doesn't get it at all. The time thing, the fact time slows down, but then time passes so quickly on Earth while you're up there. Like, she just can't get her head around it. It's not fact, by the way. It's just a theory. It's Einstein's theory that Christopher Nolan is embodying to create this film. It's not fact. Have you seen The Big Short? I have. I loved it. And Catherine so, hates it. So there's a lot of finance stuff involved there and understanding exactly what the banks and stuff were doing. But the fact Margot Robbie does explain things from time to time definitely helps. Yeah. But it's really confusing to me. Another movie that I just can't keep up with. And I remember we were watching it during lockdown once when I was uh, in London. I got up and I left the room just to go get some food. And when I left the room, apparently my mum turns to my partner and, he go, and she goes, oh, some people can't withstand movies like this because they're just all about the glamour. <laughs> he, Not wrong though. Yeah, and he told me that night and I was like, she's kind of got a point. Hang on, where's the yeah, makeup? I can't keep up with movies right. like that. I want Devil Wears Prada. Exactly. But I do want to watch The Platform. I think that's really interesting because it's like the human psyche of what, it makes you think, what would you do in that situation? It's an amazing film. I haven't spoiled anything. Okay, good. That's just like, I basically give you the first potential 20 minutes of the film. Mm -hmm. So much happens. 
it's incredible. It's like if it, I'm sure it's won all the awards. Yeah, possible like best film with a different language or something like yeah, that yeah, in, the, yeah. in the Oscars because it's like that good. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to it. The ending pissed me off, but that's I've it. heard about the ending. The ending kind of like mm, leaves you. Just how a bit. do you finish? I thought I had an idea of how the film was going to finish, but it didn't. It didn't, it didn't go that way. Really finish at all. It's like a Game of Thrones ending. Yeah. Yes. A bit meh. A bit like what. The you just you struggled. Yeah. As writers, you struggled. Mm. Game of Thrones. No, I think. Well, yeah, I didn't like the end of Game of Thrones, but the platform. I think it had a good ending. Really. Jasmine said the platform had a good ending. I have to repeat what she says yeah, just in case you she didn't catch hear. it. But I liked it. I just think it could have been. I hate films mm. that don't give me. 100% resolve of everything else of everything that they've kind of opened up right, so all loose ends tied in terms of they could be a platform too I don't think there can be a platform too oh okay so they didn't leave it hanging in that sense of no. like what happened yeah there's no like resolve in that sense but yeah. like it was on its way to something resolving okay but then, they cut it cut it because yeah. they leave it to your imagination no? exactly yeah and I think I know what might have happened but I don't at the same time. But, but you, I highly recommend you watch the platform. If you have Netflix as a streaming platform, mm. get it. I was going to say get a friend's password, but I don't even think that's possible anymore. I'm not sure because loads of people share my Netflix right now. So well, hey, it's it fine. might still work. Maybe it's fine. DM me if you want mine. Yeah. Um, right, moving on. A what would you do scenario. This is where you get in touch, send in your anonymous stories, situations that have gone on in your life, in your social circles, family, friends, whatever it may be. We share the story and tell you what we would do. So, my friend insisted to put to test my boyfriend's loyalty through social media. I told my friend there was no need to test his loyalty, but she kept on insisting and did it anyways. And I know she, where this is going anyway. And she was right. She sent him a text online and asked if he wanted to talk or was horny. He responded, both. Ultimately, he asked her to send a picture of her. I feel sick. I don't know if I should even talk to him about this or just break up with him. Why would he talk about our future together, marriage and children? Tell me about his family, let his family see me, then do this. And actually, it seemed like my friend was also enjoying the conversation too. 100%. That's where I thought it was going. What would you do? The friend has an inkling. That maybe the boyfriend fancies her mm. and she wanted permission to find that out for a fact herself. So she made this whole scenario like, let me see if he's faithful. But actually the girl wants to find out if the boyfriend actually likes her. You so you mean? think the best friend's agenda was not good? It wasn't like pure? I don't think it was pure. Mm -hmm. I think we've not finished this story. Like the film, The Platform, this story is not ended. Yeah. I think that maybe at some point down the line, the 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 boyfriend and the friend are potentially going to hook up Get together. Yeah, I do. I genuinely <gasps> think I thought that's where this was going. Oh, okay. No, there was no resolve. She's just like, what would what do I do at this point? Because now I know that my boyfriend fell for the bait that my best friend put out there. It was so low hanging fruit. Mm. He really went for the the easy quick option. The guy in that moment. If this happens to you, fellas. Have a wank. Yeah, don't do it. Just don't engage. Get that post-nut clarity mm. that you feel like you may need mm. and then make your decision. Is that really a thing then? Post-nut clarity is 100% yeah. a thing. Really? 100% a thing. So talk to me about 
the thoughts and the crazy things going in your mind. It's just testosterone running through, okay. like a level of horniness running through your body. Um, and then you nut. Yeah. And then you're like, I can make a decision now. Decisions are clearer. I can see clearly now. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Okay. Men, other men need it more than others, depending on your levels of testosterone and shit. Also, we're all evolved. We know that if your girlfriend's best friend is messaging you, don't you think it's a bit shady? You would honestly already think that it's a setup anyway. With no prior message or interaction. Just like straight to the point. Exactly. I would be like, this is sus. But then also, if my best friend is pushing so much to test my boyfriend and actually text him these things, I think that she's into him a bit. Mm. Like That's she's what I'm interested. Saying. I think there's a, a separate agenda for this lady, 100%. But I'm just trying to think, what would I do in that situation if one of my mates was like, let me message your missus and see what, if this is real, see yeah, if, if she would wow. take the bait. And then I find out she, she did take the bait. I personally, in the first place, wouldn't allow my best friend to get involved. <laughs> if I really want him to take bait or test him, I would just set up a fake account. Okay. Yeah. Fake pictures of like a really hot, sexy girl. Mm. DM him these kind of things mm. and do it my way. I wouldn't get a third party involved. That's the first thing. There's a lot more levels, a lot more levels to that mm. than just getting your mate to do it. There's a lot yeah. more prep and I hate doing all the prep. It's just a lot. It's a lot of effort. My mate wanted to. But then also the girl in the relationship probably isn't 100% into the guy mm. if she thinks, is he actually fully into me? But maybe she genuinely thought, she said to her best friend, yeah, go do it because she she really trusted. That's my man. Yeah. Yeah, try it. He would never he do that. He would dream of it. Yeah. And literally one message and he was like, yeah, sound on both. both. Horny. Horny, thank you. And did you not think it was going to get back to her? You know what, though? I mean, post-nut clarity, he didn't have it. I've watched a lot of movies where it's always like, well, I mean, we're talking about obsession. Remember obsession mm. that we spoke about in Episode one of the one. first episodes? It was it was the rush that they feel about being sneaky mm. behind people's backs and doing it low key. Like people get a rush out of that. That rush is a level of anxiety I just don't need in my life. It's a lot it's more just, stress. It's, it's toes to top of the forehead level of anxiety that I just do not need in my life. Yeah. Whatsoever. Mm. That I saw a quote. I don't know who quoted it, but you can let me know. They said that if you feel really bad after doing something, don't do it ever again. But if you feel really good after doing something, obviously continue to do it. When you feel bad after doing something, that is a red flag. Mm. Even though it felt good at the time, but straight after, you feel shit about yourself, mm. never do it again. And that goes for... Everything. That goes for everything, not just cheating on your partner. When did you last do something and go, that didn't feel good. I'm not doing that again. So I hosted... I'm not going to name the client, but I, I did a, I did an, uh, like hosting gig for, for someone. This is so relatable. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just the first thing that came to mind. But my gut in, inside told me I didn't want to do it, mm. but it was really, really good money. Yeah. So I did it anyway, and it was such a waste of time. I got the job done, obviously, anyway. And then afterwards, my gut, like my soul just felt like... Nimi never again it was like this like crypto thing yeah and I just felt like never again don't do it and mm. I haven't done it since although they've reached out many times I hate 
I hated hosting mainly because you you carry the weight of the whole event mm-hmm. and you're definitely not paid enough yeah. for the weight that you're carrying for the event. Mm-hmm. The host is always going, we need a host. Let's get someone to pull it in and pull this shit Last show minute. together. Yeah. Um, but also in my brain, I just wanted to it up. I wanted to say something or swear or do something that was like completely out of the box. This is your impulsive disorder. My impulsive disorder massively. Mm. For example, Mm -hmm. the first event I hosted here in the UAE was hosting and introducing Marlon Wayans. Oh, wow. From White Chicks. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing a comedy show. They needed a host just to introduce the supporting act, introduce Marlon Wayans, sit down, enjoy the show. Easiest gig in the world. Oh, God, JJ. I got there, had a quick chat backstage with Marlon Wayans, and I was like, hey, mate, really nice to meet you. I'm actually introducing you. Can you please let me know like, how you want to be introduced? This is what I've got. Start of this film, White Chicks, this film, um, we all know and we all love him. This is yeah. Marlon Wayans. They're all paying to see. They know who you are. Yeah. And he went, hmm, put White Chicks first. No, actually, do that film, then White Chicks at the end. And I was just like, oh, I mate, whatever. <laughs> it's not that deep. Like, don't care. Yeah. Like, don't care. I'm getting paid 500 dirhams for this. Like, yeah. really shit, shit's out, like, wage yeah. for it. And I was just like, oh, whatever. And then in my head, I was like, I've always wanted to do stand-up comedy. No, 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 do not. I was like, I've always wanted to give it a go. The audience is there. <laughs> They're ready for a good time. I'm going on. And I'm going to do a 10-minute set. No, JJ. Even though the uh, client, which was like, book Marlon Wayans and put it together, they were like, "You need this is the script. Pr- approved. This is what you say. This is what you do. And I went, I'm doing a set. So I stood on stage and was walking back and forth <laughs> the stage, trying to crack jokes. I told this story about Pokemon Go was big at the time or whatever. And I told a story about that. A few laughs. If no one's pissing themselves laughing, I was a bit drunk as well. I've been oh, to a brunch, well, that so I was like, it. and I was just like trying to tell jokes or whatever. And then after ten minutes of me doing a step, Marlon Wayans was stood on the side of the stage. By the way, <laughs> waiting, for waiting for me off. just to go. Star of White Chicks, Marlon Wayans. And is that and what you said me. in the end? I basically said what at the end. I said what he wanted me to say, oh, okay. but I started it with this ten-minute comedy show. You're an actual liability. Like, what is my ego to think yeah. there's an audience? Yeah. I think I can do stand-up comedy. I'm going to do it. That is wild that I you got that. in so much trouble. What did they say? Like, the client called our bosses, ever, like, Channel 4 bosses, and was like, he's, I can't believe he did. He did X, Y, and Z, and stuff <laughs> like that. And like, I got pulled in. I had to have a chat with the boss. I apparently did a fucking stand-up comedy set. Like, what was going on? You give, got given the lines. Read them. <gasps> Um, but yeah, I never did it again. Of course not. You never, never got gave, booked I again. Never got booked again. And it was <laughs> at the Emirates right. Palace, seven star <gasps> hotel, like legit. You're like, a mess. This audience is if this this audience is here for me. No, you're a mess and you're deluded. Massively deluded. You have this level of delusion sometimes where your ego is just like takes over. It's bigger than the Emirates Palace. It's twice the size of Emirates yeah. Palace. And this is pre-refurb. They've had a refurb now. It's nice. But like, I'm glad you stuck to you. You did you, boo. I did me, boo. And uh, Marlon Wayans, I mean, came on afterwards. It was a great like, show. He was amazing. Who the hell was this guy? He was very, very funny. Yeah. To be fair. But I did loop, loop the audience up. But so then after doing that, you were like, I never want to do that again. Like you I, felt it was against. If I'm being real, I wish I had the confidence to do stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Genuine. Yeah. Because I think... 
if I spent the time trying to work at it, yeah. I think I'd actually be quite good. Like, and this is not me trying to be, trying to be funny 100%. on here. Like this isn't quick witted stuff that might come out of my mouth, but actually sitting down and telling stories of my life and finding mm-hmm. a good out and stuff. I genuinely wish I had the confidence, the time, the 10 years run up to yeah. even trying to make something out of it to do it. I know I never will. But I think I would I would have a good time doing it if I if I actually tried. It's hard being a comedian. Your only goal is to make people laugh. And when people don't laugh, I would honestly cry. And it's hearing the stories of the pre-shows before you're massively famous. Like when they're massively famous, people are there to see them. Yeah. Easiest gigs in the world. But all those little pubs and clubs and oh my god. I might or my ego couldn't take it. No. I'd go home crying every night. Yeah, go, it takes I'd quit a lot. every day. It takes a lot. It's not for me. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing no one gave you the opportunity <laughs> to be a, a stand-up thing. comedian. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why we have this podcast because no one else will book us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure you follow, like the podcast, leave us a review uh, on the Apple Spotify and all those places but then also subscribe to us on YouTube our full video is up Mm -hmm. um, every single week so please do drop us a subscription yeah and don't stop sending through your stories your scenarios to us on Instagram at what would you do podcast we will share them on the upcoming episodes thanks so much sayonara goodbye 